I would hope so. Um, I think they do because, look, the reality is there's a lot of people out there in the world who are not necessarily engaged with the the day-to-day -day developments in in different war zones across the world and there's a lot of geopolitical jargon that gets thrown around that I think is really dehumanizing and and it alienates a lot of people and it makes them feel like oh well I can't understand this anyway it's too complicated it's something for clever people which is nonsense because ultimately stories of war are stories of humanity mm -hmm. and our shared humanity and so I do think it is very helpful to have a guide basically to tell stories in a way that we can all feel connected to it. Because I want us to care here in a lovely ballroom in Mayfair about what's happening to a small child in Yemen. And I think we all will and do when the story is told in a way that is accessible to us as opposed to, oh, well, it's a Shuni, you know, it's a Sunni Shiite thing and da 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 da. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's that's not particularly helpful. Mm. So I, I, I think the war correspondent plays many different roles, um, but a big part of that is humanizing stories and making them accept, accessible to an audience who are not necessarily following the day to day. In times of crisis, in times of questions of you know orientation, it was such a great thing to see that the audience is going to the brands they trust. And that happened in Germany, and I, you know, happened in other countries. They went to the news shows, the public radio uh, news shows uh, um, on TV, uh, because things were really getting down to the big questions, like, you know, how am I going to survive? How is the country going on like that? So I'm, I'm actually more optimistic. Uh, we know we, we haven't left the pandemic behind us, but I'm actually more optimistic now than I used to be tw two years ago. Um, because there's, there is this need of, of quality journalism in, in times of crisis and in times of orientation. And, and, and you're absolutely right. The, 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 sometimes people can get so negative about these things. I feel really strongly that, that, that print and everything around it is a fabulous technology. It is a technology. This, this is a fantastic device. And, um, you know, I, th I think there is still a popular future for, Europe for it, and we won't know what it is until it comes. I'm always very conscious that the, the privilege of, of being the anchor, it is a privilege. It's also, um, it, it's also a role that has a lot of jeopardy in it. You know, if something goes wrong, as it often does, as I'm sure you and I both know all too well, you're the one who's like, you know, and not going to carry the can editorially, hopefully, um, at least not in the British context, but you're the one with egg on your face. And, um, and so, but, but in a way, that's, that's the best of it also. Of course, we all, you know, we wouldn't be doing what we were doing if we didn't want to be there at the moment that there's a big story. You know, we'd be in the wrong profession if we didn't have that instinct. But there are times when the, um, you know, I think we also have to just be aware of where instincts in journalism can also take us. And I remember I was outside the school in Pakistan that had been attacked by the Taliban the morning after it had happened. And, um, and it was, again, this is the privilege of being someone in front of the camera. It was because they recognized me that I ended up being the first one allowed in just with my cameraman. And afterwards, I remember people saying, some people saying to me, that was an amazing scoop. And I just felt so ill at the idea that the word scoop could be attached to something like that. It's like, 
I just happened to be the... I, I actually never really ever even particularly liked that you were the first journalist in, in that context because it was such a horrible thing and it always made me just... made my stomach to turn um, to think that, you know, somewhere where 130 people, most of them children, were, were gunned down could ever have that word scoop attached to it. So there are, there are times where I think you have to be aware that, you, you know, you have to... If, even if people around you, even if your own team and your own, own organisation aren't drawing those lines, then you have to draw them yourself. Thank you.